Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. So 90 minutes. Oh, look, you see, we are professional. The phone is on silent. We do. Well, care. It's on silent. I mean, it's not on airplane mode. Let's not lose the run of ourselves. But it's on silent. I've never put my phone on airplane mode. I hear all these people like, no, well, I just I put the phone on airplane mode. I'm like, do you? Okay, fair enough. I do all the time when I'm embroiled in a conversation I don't want to have. I send a text or an email and then I put the phone on airplane mode and I just bury my head in the sand for a few days and come back to it and then have to tell the person, I'm sorry, my phone was on airplane mode. And I do do not. You've done that to me a good few times. Ah, yeah. No, well, I, well, no, but only because we're essentially in like we're we're in a relationship which is beyond friendship obviously it's not you know it's not intimate in a sexual way I know I know when you're avoiding me I just leave you off now I leave you off no it's not that I take a leaf out of Fred's book and I just go to her leave her off if if they love you they'll come back what I told you before 10 p.m. goes no farther. By my no, of course it does. And downs with Fred. Fred? No, I said Pink. take. I meant in the case when Fred says leave them off. I mentioned that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it is annoying the That's way he can't, he can't get out of it, people. No, it's, do you know what? I find it's a testament to our friendship because generally, if you're one of my besties, I will go to multiple periods throughout the year where I'm actively avoiding you because I, I just can't I just can't run from the besties I just can't it's different you're a gas woman because there is different stages of your love and I know now when you're avoiding me and I know 90% of the time it's probably not related to me of course never but especially when I was younger I would be much more a poke the bear person. And I feel like that I'm less of that now. I'm just tired now as I get older. But I've learned to be less poke the bear with you. I've learned to just say, I'll let her go. She'll come back I whenever just need, she wants. Well, I just need to check out every once she's in just, a while. She just, she's, she can't be doing with me at the moment. She's like, if Emma tells me another fucking thing about fun, some fucking shite, I swear to God. So I'm just like, I'll leave her off. I'll leave her off. No, it's not my natural, I mean, it's not my natural disposition, but I'm like, I'll leave her off. We won't bring it up. 
no I do appreciate that, that that's how it is and that's the way it goes sometimes no it's I think I think the listener might relate I, to this because I feel like you know I drop it, off the grid but I do it less now but I I would have done it for um different reasons I would just drop off the grid with everybody and I remember one time in college I wasn't in for I don't know I think it was a week or something and like not everyone but like you know like little your little group of mates mm-hmm. like messaging me and ringing me and whatever and I think what happened was I don't know there was something going on with Ella or something going on with somebody but it, it was fine there was there was nothing major and my phone died and I actually just didn't charge it but I just uh I mean looking back on it now was I depressed <laughs> it could have been depression I don't know but I just needed to um check out and not speak to anybody that I didn't um have to like that I didn't share living space with I just had to like I need to do it less now as they get older, but I, you know, and I wouldn't have been annoyed but at I anybody think, or pissed no, off. No, but, but I butcher, but that's, yeah. And you see, that's where I'm coming from at it as well, because when I'm not in touch with people, it's absolutely nothing. It's, it's, it, it's, it speaks nothing of my relationship with that person at all. It's more just stuff that's going on with me, because I feel like when you have stuff going on, it can be actually quite draining to have the small conversations which you have to have on a daily basis mm-hmm. it's kind of part of being human and then you know with the with the real mates you can't you can't have a small conversation with the real mate so you know mm-hmm. if a real friend asks you how are you it's so disarming because it's really hard to kind of brush yeah. it off in a superficial way so I feel then you know I think a lot of people probably do this as well a listener get in touch but you kind of actively avoid those solid friendships and those solid friends for a bit because you're like I actually just I'm just this is just about getting through here because I don't have the energy to have a conversation because in articulating it then it becomes this whole big thing and it mightn't even be you know stuff that's going on internally it could be just you have other shit going on and then having to have the conversation about well you know this is happening or that's happening and somebody saying oh that's a bit shit it kind of you know in acknowledging that it makes it real in a way so mm-hmm. sometimes I do like to just kind of live in it's quite easy to do as well when you live on the side of a mountain and yeah. um, that you just say you know what I'll just I'll just kind of I'll just go off grid for a while um so I do that I dip in and out I'm a bit of dippage bit of dippage mm. but now yeah. so I'm grand we're in Kells. off the grid though oh yeah you're in Kells. I was in Kells for the few days living it up went to visit so Fred's parents are finally vaccinated so they got to hang with Ted for the first time and they were thrilled um it was really lovely it was quite emotional I'm gonna send you a few pics now um of Ted meeting his first cousins for the first time and I was so relieved because I was a bit worried because he's a COVID baby that he would be a bit like you know those kids and the others like with Nicole Mm. Kidman mother mother you know real indoors children um so I was kind of scared that he was gonna not be a people person but so far he's gotten on great and he was delighted to see everyone and he was all smiles and he was getting the hugs from his little cousin oh, yeah really really cute so cute and like it was so nice now for Fred's parents it just I feel 
it just gives people such a lift you yeah. know especially going into the summer because you're kind of saying you can come down to us now because you're vaccinated and all that which is great um so that was lovely but I did laugh because one of the days now Fred took me on um a tour of cows because Fred loves cows he absolutely is mad for cows remember when he was trying to get me to move there and his selling point was like you know we have an apache pizza mm-hmm. and we kind of got we got a good few up to 90 episodes out of it that was back in the day the Liffey but you remember the Liffey Valley car park days such a bleak period in our lives yeah you see no now you're off the grid you're like it's over so we had a little we had a little wonder around Kells and I had to laugh because it was really like Kells is lovely like really nice spot and you know I'm thinking that's a nice that's a nice wall tell me about that wall and like it does have a lot of lovely walls I'll say that about Kells a lot of lovely walls and I was like well this is because we were a monastic uh, we used to be a monastery back in the days. So we were a monastic town. And then he was like, will I take you to the graveyard? So he took me to the Protestant graveyard. And oh. I did laugh because I was like, God, it is funny. Because obviously where we live in West Kerry, you're like, okay. Why did he take you there? Is well, this is it. Because just do anal and it doesn't count if it's near the prods. Oh, so stop. I, do, you ha- do you know what? You I feel you haven't done anal unless you've done anal in a graveyard you know that's that's my theory as um, my granny used to say oh god my, I'm just clenching just even at the <laughs> Jesus bit early I'm a bit early in the day um but yeah so Fred was like come on I'll take you to the graveyard and I didn't have to laugh because I was like god you know it's so funny because in West Kerry you're like you know will we go out to the blaskets will we you know go for a walk around the marina we go to the beach and Kez like will I take it to the graveyard so we went to the graveyard it was you know by all intents and purposes it was a lovely graveyard but then Fred started saying mad things like you know will we eat our food here and I was like Fred it's a graveyard you know so it kind of was becoming a picnic you know before mm. I knew it we were sitting down having a coffee then he's like we could have the sandwich here and I just I just felt I was like no look we're getting a bit we're getting a bit too into the graveyard now so we went Frank got a haircut uh all that kind of nice sweet sweet stuff um I got some sneaky chips and then nice. came back to the gaff and Fred was like, you haven't eaten and whipped me up a sandwich. I was like, yeah, thank you so much. And, you know, like, <laughs> like, Bucky's like stinking of salt and vinegar. And Ted's just looking at me like, like Ted's eyes are just watering from the vinegar. <laughs> I was like, you're right. Yeah, no, I'm bit, bit, I'm just like a little. Just the go, I, just yeah. I just pick. That's that's me. I just pick. Um, So it's great to see them. And then I had the few shandies with um Fred's brother, his lookalike brother. Do you remember we met them at the Vodafone Festival? Yes. yeah he's got the same head as fred we had a great i talked a lot of shite with him actually he's great oh my god they're they're unreal tim timmy and his girlfriend danielle who's just yes she's lovely she's the best crack gorgeous isn't she absolutely fab she's so fabulous looking um and she just you know this is so creepy but danielle smells so good she looks I didn't get that close to her, but I'd imagine she would smell good. Lads, I haven't put perfume on in over a year at this stage. Like I have forgotten the power of perfume because whenever she kind of gave Ted a little cuddle, oh, Ted had come back to me and I'd just be like, Ted. I'd happily, I'd happily give her a hug. 
Oh, so I away. no, I didn't. We didn't embrace. We didn't go that far. Oh, well, no, no, not at the moment. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I, people are crazy now, Emma. <laughs> I'd happily, I'd happily break restrictions to drive to Kells to give that woman I met once a hug on that night. That no, I'm saying if I saw her out again, I definitely, I'd be happy to give her a hug. Actually, speaking of that raucous evening, Sean Walsh, Fred did a thing with Sean Walsh on Instagram. I thought this was quite lovely. Um, they did an Instagram live together on Friday night, and Sean said, oh, yeah. he said, I've actually got a picture of your son on my desk here. And it was the Christmas card of Ted. Oh, that's nice. Now he couldn't actually find it then after oh. announcing that he did have it. But I just thought it was lovely that he thought it was there. Little Ted on the desk. Ted on the desk um yeah so no it was it was really nice to see them watch it do you know what is a great show to watch when you have a few drinks and you who wants to be a millionaire ah yeah because it's it's done you know yeah a quiz like that is perfect because it's done in increments all you need to try and focus on is that one question at that moment in time and they drag it out for so long and you're saying to easy to follow and you're saying to yourself, the answer is looking right at me. It's yeah. looking right at me. Now, it's a great addition. I think Jeremy Clarkson is brilliant on it. And I would have always been a bit like, no, about Jeremy, even though he is such a great writer. But, you know, I, I think I speak for most people when I say he, he would annoy on occasion, but he's great in it. And I love this addition now that you can ask him something, I think is mm. is is brilliant banter so yeah it was very we're keeping it current as well isn't it keeping it current well this is the new this is the latest series of um of yeah i know true true you're not talking about chris tarrant and friends and then we went straight from that like you knew you know we'd had a few when we went straight from that into show about monaco and you know you're kind of it's background Mm, but then like you get really invested Oh, I thought you were going to say somebody somebody suddenly pipes up like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, no, I got really into Monaco, to be honest. I think by the end of the evening, we were all saying we might buy a house there. You're like, come on, guys. I was in Monaco Can before. I pitch in? Were you? I was. I went to Monaco for work, would you believe? No. Yeah, I did. When I worked in Satanta Sports, there's something that happened. The Formula One. No, it wasn't the Formula One, but there's something that happens there or did anyway, once a year to do with, um, I think a whole load of them go over. There's something to do with sports rights. There's like some big conference sale thing or whatever. But anyway, mm-hmm. the Satanta people were having some sort of like party thing or whatever. And me and another girl, Tara, went over and we basically just did the door. So we did the door on this thing and um then we went for uh dinner but obviously everything is really expensive mm-hmm. well, I think we got money for our dinner like you know to cover the dinner because it was actually going to be really expensive but I remember that night I, I think I actually still have the dress it was a real um naughty's dress so it was like had a one strap across the chest and it was kind of before it was kind of a cross between um uh like a bodycon and uh it was a pemblem it was kind of a cross like the bodycon hadn't completely hit at this stage but then i remember this man came up to me out of nowhere and started asking me um 
about the colour of my pubes and stuff. And it really was a bit of a fucking dampener on the night. Because he was saying, it wasn't saying, it wasn't aggressive. But he was saying it's it in, just... do you know when they're all chin in your face? Yeah. And I should have to, you know, like that. And you're just like, oh, like you can smell their sweat. And you oh, know, was, I'm stop it. You know, one of those kind of encounters. And I was actually a bit shook after. <laughs> so, but that was Monica. Like, I it wasn't amazing. I don't know. I can't, he was either English or Irish. I know that much anyway. I remember that much. Like fucking proper L lad though. Oh, bit of pubic tourism. Why yeah. is it that as a redhead, our pubes continue to fascinate? I can remember. Do you know what? Uh-huh. It's funny now because I was talking to a friend today about you know it's time the time has come that everyone's getting their gee waxed and I was like god you know it's it's gonna be the first one I know this is all this obviously psychosomatic on my part but I was saying to her I was like you know what I'm a bit nervous because it's gonna be my first time after like the stitches and obviously I had to be restitched a couple of times so I have this fear that it's just gonna you know no why would you bother quite literally your whole why would you bother? For what? Why? Well, I mean... It's t- completely t- unnecessary. It's been true. I know. Well, we've talked about the shaving. Yeah, I know. I know. Leave but I do her feel... be. Leave her be. Yeah, it does. It feels violent. But you know what? It's you just... think you go off the grid? She's off the fucking grid, Julie. It's only been eight months. She's yeah. still in shock. Let her be. Let me. That was about a key. Yeah, I was about to say. I think it was about a vagina. Let it be. I still gonna bleed. Let it be. Speaking words of key. Let it be. Let it be. Well, do you know what? Yeah, do you know? And I think the BGs were actually originally called the BGs as well. That's a fun fact. Just leave the B. Leave the G B. P.S. Can you believe that our campaign flap for what was it? Clap for flaps. Do you remember clap yeah. for flaps? We tried to get that off the ground. That went viral. People Did missed it. it. Okay, I think you I, missed it. I think you I were was off, off the, the grid. grid. Yeah, went I was viral. off the grid. You were off the grid. No, my you one know, shot. Do you know when you were talking about the graveyard? I had a flashback there to when I was a kid. I was one of these kids that like, um, just like. You know, one of these kids that just like gets themselves into the family and yeah. just goes like off places with the family because they're just fucking hanging around. Now, in my defense, I must have been a pleasant enough child because all these parents seemed happy enough to take me take me off places with the rest of the kids. Now, sometimes it was people where like there was loads of siblings and then other times it was like, you know, it was an obvious thing of we'll bring her along because she'll keep your one happy enough. But I just remembered, as you were saying, like, I remember even going to a graveyard with my friend and her family when I was a kid. Like, so they were obviously going to this graveyard on somebody's anniversary to, like, clean the grave and put down flowers. And I trooped along with this There's family. Emma. There was always that I, one child she didn't was go me. home. That was me. But I did go home. That's the thing. I don't know what the fuck was going on. And... But maybe they I brought you. Maybe it was, it was a, a bit ominous. Day. Yeah, I'm just I remember see. it was a great day because we went around the graveyard looking at all the graves, and 
I don't know how common it is now, but you know the way when you'd happen upon a grave that had the picture or if it was somebody, you'd see the odd one and it'd be like somebody like really beautiful or like they were really young or something. You'd be like, oh my God, like, wow. But like, I remember it was a great day out. But I, like looking back, I'm like, why the fuck was I going to this graveyard with my mate and her family? Surely this was a family. Well, I can, event. yeah. Yeah. Like I, I know we're very open about death and all that. And like, it's the only fucking thing we are open about and talk about at length but why the fuck was I going along to this yes we are kind of gagging for death as a nation we do yeah we but do me enjoy... even saying it to my parents would like say her, my mate is Julie can I go with Julie and her family to the fucking graveyard to visit her granny and my parents well, just go yeah well I do your remember coach. yeah <laughs> make sure fuck you dress out. warm It'll be cold. And you're picking daisies en route to put them on the grave. You do a nice little daisy chain for Nanny McCarthy. Look, at least she died happy, didn't she, guys? Look, if I read another fucking article about screen time with kids, I'm like, just let them have the screen time. What's the alternative? Going to graveyards with their mates and their families? Well, I do remember. Let them um, go on it. Let them go on the iPad. I do remember um, on one occasion, a friend of mine, her mom was, where was she taking? She was taking us to the cinema and on route, she's like, we just need to make a quick pit stop. And that was actually at the funeral home. And she brought us in. There was a wake happening. Mm. And obviously she didn't leave us outside in the car, which was unusual because in the early 90s, you generally would leave the kids in the car, you know, mm. with, with you know, with the keys, etc. It wasn't an issue. Yeah. Um, but she brought us in. And I just remember she's like, no, just tell them you're very sorry. So like, no more than that, she's just going up and down. I'm very sorry. And then people are saying, is, this, is she yours? No. No, so many questions. Like there were just people kind of like, okay, and so sorry for your loss. So sorry. And you know, the way on a wake, you start off and it's very so sorry for your loss. And by the time you get to the coffin, you're, you know, because it escalates. <laughs> by the time you get to the coffin, you're crying. And like the widower is holding your hand saying, it's okay, Gurneen, it's okay. Uh, it's fine. But d- d- is she as- asleep? Is she going to? Wake and you're projecting all your childhood grief and childhood trauma onto this stranger. And then you know the and then your friend's mom is saying, Come on, come on, come on. And oh. you know, ushering you out so you can go and see Jumanji or whatever it is. This is fucking flashback essential because my dad loves nothing more than a funeral. I think that's what he's really dying for to come back is the funerals and he used to work in like employee relations role so I like this is the way he talked but like you know it was it was part of his job it was part of some fucking fetish she had I think he brought me to funerals all the time and that was the thing of ushering me up to say to people very sorry for your loss and then <laughs> fucking they just have flashbacks is she yours is this, is this your is this your girl and uh, he'd say yeah and then usually what they'd say is oh I knew by the brown eyes and then you have this weird thing of somebody who's heard about you knows like possibly I don't know but like knows your father you don't know who the fuck this person is 
and they kind of this this weird thing of them kind of like I don't know like you're like am I meant to like embrace this person do I shake hands do I start telling a funny anecdote about my dad what do I do here such an odd but he's brought me to so many funerals so many so many like and day out funerals I've gone to funerals in like uh, Cork. I've gone to funerals in Antrim. No idea who any of these people were. Some people. But would were, you like, just go to the church, stuff. or would you rock up, be rocking up for a sambo after? Well, if it was a somebody who used to work with mother, like someone who he used to work with mother we might just rock up to the church like a girl in my school one of her parents died he found out about it and brought me to the funeral and I didn't know the girl and he made me go up to the girl and say sorry for your loss and he's like this would mean a lot to her I'm like I sure fucking didn't I'm sure it's all a fucking blur but yeah no like I mean family funerals obviously it would be the open coffin and the whole shebang but he would always he'd more like if yeah he'd be all about make getting like getting in getting out like at those kind yeah, of ones in and out well it, you know what it's a and now i i do that yeah well it's it's you know realistically <laughs> i suppose awake you're like a machine in and out that's kind of generally the approach obviously unless you know the people but it can be awkward if somebody instigates some bit of chat um because it just you know it's it's hard as you say you know oh is this is this your little one you know ultimately what do you do in that situation like well, I don't if you know, don't break know into it... a bit of, tomorrow tomorrow we're just on the way to speech and drama I love you <laughs> like obviously it's a lot more awkward for them because they've just lost a fucking loved one but if you don't know them and you're like sorry for your loss and then sometimes there's that moment of like, oh, conversation has to be had now. And you're like, I don't actually know this person. And what are you going to say? What do you say to people that you don't know? You just kind of say, so how are things? Well, they're pretty fucking shit. Yeah, well, it is. We're at my mom's funeral. Like, <laughs> not great. I know adult cuddles are nice, but have you ever passed your NCT? I passed my NCT today unbelievable you always feel like you've gotten one one over on them (laughs) when you pass the nct i can't believe the the nct's are happening down your way i don't think my i think my car is i don't think it's ever going to get nct again i have to give it in the scrap i have to give a shout out to jonathan intrally because i was wait for it i was an hour late for the appointment today the reason I was in her late well, it's not like because you. not like me but I wasn't even I was like at this point will I even bother going in this is ridiculous but then I didn't want to leave them hanging because I couldn't the the number is kind of shut down at the moment I suppose with I don't know the pandemic I don't know tried to ring couldn't ring I couldn't get through so I got the car out of the garage and then realized that I had left so I got my gar- car out of the garage in Lisbole hello Dorgans Lisbole thank you for sorting my car car out and giving it a bit of a hoover R- really appreciate it and realized in Lisbole uh did I pay to get my car done yeah of course absolutely <laughs> 
What's the big fucking thank yous for them? I just, oh, they're very nice. Do you know what I mean? They're just nice. And they took Ted around the, you know, around the garage. And oh, like, okay. Yeah, yeah Brown yeah, Don yeah. and okay. Sean. And I'm very friendly with Cullum, who lives in New Zealand. I He's been there for years and years and years. Um, But, the, you know, Ted got like the little walk around the garage. Uh, and all yeah, that. It's very nice. cute. Um, So they're lovely. And I realized then, having got my car, I was like, oh, no, I forgot my wallet which was in Brandon which was like 40 minutes away so I had to go back from this bowl over the corner pass back to Brandon to get my wallet to go back into Trudy so I just said look I'll just go in because even out of courtesy just to tell them look you know that I wasn't a no show as such and John's was like you know what I'll do it anyway and I was like thank you so much and then he said look I'll give you a minute to get the buggy out of the car and I realized I'd also forgotten the buggy but I mean, they got me a chair to sit on with got Ted. We were thrilled. So I got them a box of roses. And you know oh, what? I, yeah. And you know Babe, what? This is funny. Are you joking me? Yeah, no, it was are you a bit over me? the top. It, but I tell you what, because it was so funny, because I was going in with Ted in my arms and bringing in the roses and somebody, oh. was, stor- somebody was storming out of there. Because, you know, we usually have such a traumatic experience in an NCT center. And they're like, sorry, we had to fail you because you know there was a spare there was there was no spare knickers in your glove compartment or whatever it was um and I'm going in with my roses like just you know what that's your fucking name now your name is Julie off the grid box of roses Jay that's your name. I know. Not getting, back to the best friend, not getting back to the best friends. I'm like, oh, you know, who, you know who I feel I need to acknowledge in my life, Jonathan in the NCT center. Should I get my listen to you a chair? Now? Yeah, I know. I'm like, should I listen to Emma's audio? No, just Jonathan. You know what would have, the, you know what would have done the Jonathan, Jonathan That's the relationship you need to take care of. Thanks a mil, Jonathan. Fair play to you. No better man. Have no, a great I was weekend. Listen, I was in, it's a Monday. Have a great weekend. They'd probably take the child Whatever. off. Whatever. <laughs> Christ almighty, box of chocolates. What? I was an hour late. Jesus Christ. Come here. Did you see? I have, like, I know this is just turning into the royal podcast, but did you see Prince Harry, what he said about the First Amendment being bonkers? I think, like, look, did you listen to that podcast? The one with Harry and Harry with, and Meghan's with, podcast? No, Dax Shepherd's podcast. You know, Prince Harry was on with Dax Shepherd the other day. So people were kind of taking quotes out of context, no, etc. I'd need I'll to be honest. For that now, I I'm very into the Dax. Dax. Well, do we? Okay, I'm gonna say. Do we get no, no, Dax no. over here? I'm not sure we really get Dax. I do don't we? think he's on. I don't think he's on our vibe. He's not. But I don't think. Like I'm not being. That's totally not taking from. Uh, obviously has you know done loads etc but I think oh yeah he's an American he's an American star like for me it's all about Kristen Bell the miss I mean his missus is I I really enjoy Kristen Bell do you not do you think she's a melt as well yeah is this like when I spoke about Chrissy Teigen with no information whatsoever is she not kind of funny though Kristen Bell what has she done? Is she controversial? Do I need to go? No, no, no. There's nothing on her. I'm just like, oh. I think Dax, now they seem like a very nice couple and all the rest of it. 
But well, I know very little I about wouldn't, him. I wouldn't be looking forward to having dinner with him. I actually have listened to his podcast a few times. He, oh, he seems like a very nice chap. He had been sober for a number of years and had a relapse there recently and they were kind of working through it together and it all seemed to be very uh you know they seem to be very together and communicating to each other and all that stuff but for me just when I hear him talking when he's not acting there's just there's just a lot of uh, there's a lot of if- mouth sound and action and I could quite easily it's just it's just not my bag at all. I found, I'll be honest, I found the podcast. Like he's grand, but no. I found the podcast a tough enough listen. Um, I yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't get to finish it now. I didn't get to finish it, but I it wouldn't it wouldn't be my I bag. Feel... What are the ones you've listened to? Maybe because I, I know uh, I can't Osborne. even remember. I saw he got he'd gotten Kevin Osborne. I was like, oh yeah, no, I'd listened to that now, but I found it a tough listen. And it was just a lot of I think with Harry, like I am, of course, well, I say of course, but for me, absolutely, you know, I have a lot of grow for Harry and Megan. But I just feel it felt a bit like people just talking out their arseholes today, a little bit, if I'm honest. What I listened to, I was kind of like, okay, you know, have a lot of grow, have a lot of grow. Um, but I think my time could be better spent than listening to this. And uh, now, in saying that, I do feel, based on what I heard, it seemed like a completely like he Harry came across as very likable and engaging and all the rest. And I do think probably the the comments were taken out of context. And realistically, you know, they were sitting there in the Daily Mail with the pen with the yeah. red pen just waiting for him to say something that they could take out of context but I do think when Harry started talking about when he did talk about the first amendment it's like you can't Harry the Americans love they're weak for their constitution it's like us and, he's and only funerals in the he's only in the door he's just he's in the there. door and you see the problem is is like Harry obviously has been in this bubble for a long time where he has been <clears> protected <throat> from the media and seems like a very likable guy and obviously very capable because like he has you know to be fair like people frame him as a freeloader but like he's not because he has done a lot and he was in the army for 10 years and you know whatever was involved in the Victus games and all that kind of crack but I just feel he's not media savvy because he doesn't have that experience so that's why, like Megan is obviously so much more clued into all this so you do kind of like as you as you're listening you're always a bit scared for him because you just feel like he's no more than not that comparing like and like here at all but like Prince Andrew in that interview he just didn't have a clue how something he's going to say is just going to sound it the lack of self-awareness was so acute So when Prince Harry is speaking, of course, we're talking about polar opposites here. But there is almost kind of a lack of self-awareness or something sometimes that I'm just always a bit nervous. And you can't say the First Amendment is bonkers. Americans love their constitution the same way of funerals. Same way we love graveyards. But you can't. You're only in the door. You're only in the door. Give it a, like give it a bit of time. You're hardly going to move to a new country and hope that everyone welcomes you and you have a great experience. And then like you've just 
fucking unpacked your bags and gone, well, look, do you know what's wrong with this place? It's like, fuck off. Your man, Dax, I just get the impression of him, right? Say if you went out for a burger with him and you said, oh, I just love cheese. He'd be like, I know, right? And he'd make a big fucking deal about it and he'd high five you and you're like, this is really uncomfortable. Like he'd fake some way of getting a connection with you and then he'd finish the burger and he'd bump into somebody and he'd say, tell him what you said about the cheese. I'm like, uh, you know, like trying to make a big, I, oh, it's so- Like forced familiarity. Yeah, yeah, and I just- Well, there I was a bit the of that. I heard he was talking about something that he did in the past, fair enough, in the past, but he seemed to like, now because he had gone to therapy and he'd realized why he did it that that was the most important lesson from it and it was kind of like as if he was trying to erase the sh- that he had done a shit thing and I was like it was just the tone of it and I was like oh fuck off but yeah I think like, you I, yeah I robbed a bank yeah I robbed a bank but I was chasing material things I was you know it was a learning curve for me and I'm a yeah. better person now <laughs> but what about the people you hurt yeah, yeah. I, I was hurt I was hurt too hurt that's people, why I was doing it <laughs> yeah. just no I don't have time no it that. just felt a bit it felt a little bit arsy now today um I imagine the comments were taken out of context but you're like Harry stop I just feel like Megan should be in attendance at all times like she must have been a bit like are you you're doing the podcast are you okay I feel like whatever okay. he was saying I'd imagine that his face was doing that thing that happens to us redheads where it was going like you know when it goes patchy with the heat I saw how long it was the episode was 95 minutes long I mean no with Dax and Harry with Dax and it is funny you say about the forced familiarity because now that you say it um I don't know what Harry was banging on about but then Dax like oh because you know I was on tour in Afghanistan in 2007 and you were supposed to be coming out and I was like surely this is a comedy tour was Dax in the army but again the forced familiarity like hey I was in Afghanistan you were in Afghanistan that kind of thing looking to hook up with your buddy and get a few beers I don't know oh, look. yeah no tough a tough listen but look you can't say the first amendment is bonkers Harry I mean you know Megan Red that was like what I went out to the car for two seconds <laughs> but he's just I like I'd imagine very nice guy but I would I would imagine not the swiftiest I think you know I think we've we've said this before about poor old Harry and the eyes glazing over when poor old Oprah use the word symbiosis we nearly lost Harry for a minute well I'd say Um, that's what happens with inbreeding wouldn't you well that's none of them are particularly intelligent I imagine because but yeah because I would even imagine from like just as you say like a genetic point of view like you're dealing with a very small pool there no wouldn't be for me now I got quite emotional as well did you see the ad for the Oprah and Harry the Apple TV, the mental health series, the one, what is it, the me you can't see? I got quite emotional watching that. I didn't watch it. Okay. <laughs> another, another conversational cul-de-sac. Okay. Uh, right. Okay, patrons, we love you. While I'm finding the list of new patron people, um, I saw please pop, get I out. Saw, I saw a pop-up and I was like, no, not for me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
this me, is it. I don't subject. I, I don't subject myself to these things, so I don't need to pop off the grid as often. Okay, so people who are on very much on the grid this week are patrons. We have D. We have yeah. Roisin. We have Grace. We have Rachel. I think that's it this week. But thank Thanks, you so guys. much for getting involved. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks. Um. A quick reminder as well that we have the book club, of course, happening on the 28th of May, which I think is, yeah, it'll be this Friday week. So Friday week. And Sophie White, the lovely Sophie White, very sound, said that she'd pop in. That's great, isn't it? And chat just, yeah, for 20 she's minutes. She's very in demand. She's really in demand. Like, she's just such a nice person. And big shout out to Aoife, who... Um, said that to me that Sophie had kind of thrown it out there and I got in touch so she's going to do a Q&A with the up to 90 listeners and the members of the book club um obviously exclusive to our patrons and that's going to be happening Friday week so I can't wait corpsing great read um really really good yeah so actually I'm also reading Megan Nolan's Acts of Desperation at the moment which I think might be a nice option for the book club at some stage I don't know have you read Lem's no what's it about very it's just it's just basically about it's really interesting it's this um so this woman wrote it who uh it's it's I'm not quite sure she's from Waterford herself so in the book the like the narrator is also from Waterford and has also dropped out of college as Megan Nolan did um but I think that's where I think as far as I know because it's not an autobiography I think that's where the similarities end oh yeah but she's involved in this like really toxic relationship but it's just there's so many moments where you're like oh my god wow that that was me a few years ago when I was single you know the thing of that like the guy who tells you he loves you three days before Christmas and then you go home for Christmas and you don't hear from him and you come back and you've sent too many texts and he says oh well it's over now you know you you, like that kind of just that kind of swings and roundabouts relationship it's such a brilliant read really really um really really I was saying enjoy is the wrong word but like it's just a great read um and Sophie's one corpsing chef's kiss so can't wait for that guys I think I am I I want to get some books but I like I want to I want to read some like um self-help books about like not to be so emotionally open What's your problem, Emma? Well, you're great. Like, listen, so many people got in touch after the Rajana Gwail took the episode to say Emma should be a counsellor. And I was like, what about me? The episode was about me, though. Look, it's very easy to be like that when it's not your problem, isn't it? But sure, Emma, you're very, you're probably the most emotionally intelligent person I've ever met. Unavailable. So listen, if you start getting the self-help books, I'll start to get very worried about no, myself. No, but you know what? The I, person who gives me advice. I actually do want to um, <laughs> go down to my library because uh, obviously the libraries are back open now. I know. Everyone's hanging on about pennies. I'm out there queuing outside the library to I get might it. try and nip down tomorrow on my lunch break. It's kind of, it's, it's like, don't get me wrong, it's great, but it's just kind of tight because... Um, I go and get Tommy as well and and you know what I mean so working mom working mom I'm a working mom I'm a working mom don't know about you but hey I'm a working mom I'm out of school run that's what I don't do and then we were like why are you talking like that what's wrong oh my god I met a girl today on my way to get Tommy 
like, why did I make this such an inter, like such a weird interaction, right? So I saw her, and I haven't seen her in years, but we follow each other on Instagram, like really nice girl, always got on with her. And she was walking down towards me with her husband. So like, I knew, I recognized her straight away. And I was like, oh, hey, how are you? And she's like, oh, what are you up to? And I was like, oh, I'm just going to collect from the school. And she's like, oh yeah. And then I was like, oh, where, where are your kids? Cause I know, I only know her kids from like Instagram. And then I start laughing. I'm like, sorry, that was such like a bitch neighbor thing. Just to say like, where are the kids or whatever? She's like, ah, ha, ha. we're just, uh, we're on, a, she's like, we're on a date. We're going for a lunchtime date. And then I turn around and go, well, Jesus, don't be wasting your time fucking talking to me. Enjoy the lunch. And then I walked off. What a weird exit. I was like, God, why did I make that so aggressively awkward? <laughs> I haven't seen her in like five years. Oh. Yeah. What we've established today is Emma's very much on grid. Some might say <sighs> she's on. too on the grid. Do you know what we got this week? Just to wrap it up, can I just thank Tony's Chocolate? Our old friends at Tony's Chocolate heard little birdie told them that we were very into the chocolate. So I was chatting to them and they sent a lovely parcel of chocolate. I'm going to send you 50% of the chocolate. Now they did send this the last week and I meant to take a picture, but I just started eating the chocolate. So I now Mm. have to go and buy bars to replenish the box and then do the picture and the share. But we absolutely love Tony's chocolates. Thank you so much for sending that on to us with a lovely note that said, Dear Emma Judy, hopes they, hope this gives you a smile. So obviously and they can listen to the Rajana Gwailtooth episode. <laughs> what? Keeping it on brand because we're a comedy oh. podcast. We're always smiling on the comedy podcast. <laughs> Always smiling, always smiling. I, t- I honestly don't know if this podcast and with prep, and with preparation, yeah. What uh, what percentage of the chocolate is gone? Emma, geez, we're four bars down. They sent like there was like ten bars. We're <laughs> definitely forty percent down because I'm lovely sixty percent down. Yeah, I know you always add a little bit any story. Well, we're dipping in, we're dipping out, bit of dippage. And there's, I've just left the nutty ones there. And I was like, well, I just send the nutty ones on to Emma because you know the way I'm not into nuts. Hey, hey, that's what she I think. Look, at this stage of the game, if we're being honest, there's 20% of it there. Just leave it there. Just crack out with it. I think it's, I think it's over now. I think it's, I think it's, I think they're your bars. In reality, is it squatters' rights when it comes to the yeah, chocolate? I think in I think the spirit of the bars is within your grasp. Emma, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've been Julie J. I've been Emma Doran. God bless Tony's chocolate bars. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.